Hey, good morning. It's, uh, I, I was I can't believe I don't call it the Candy and Andy show. I don't know. <laughs> Thanks, because now I have a new ringtone. Well, it's real close. It's real close. Andy and Candy. No, <laughs> no, but I love that. That's hilarious. <laughs> That's great. All right, so uh, we are on location. What's that? Everything's working uh, here. I'm, I'm uh, immersed in undercover as a as a. Uh, is a billion? And everything has got swimmingly. I give it a ten out of ten. Oh, you get, oh, that's fantastic! All right, so so I bet that going through the airport is is kind of a funny experience for you because you're brand new in the office and you know a lot of people in town, but not everybody knows you're the mayor, um, and they all work for you. <laughs> well, not the TSA, but you know all the rest. It's of, like undercover boss. It is. It is. We should have been filming this the whole time. God, we blew our opportunity here. <laughs> well, it, you know, it's funny. I, I, I told a story in the press conference about, you know, getting used to the job and, you know, I, I couldn't get up the elevator, you know, right after swearing in. Um, yeah, because the key cards because, weren't you know, working for, for Alex. Alex's key card wasn't working. That's right. The key just stopped working. So, yeah, you'll appreciate So I get to the, the, you know, the front of TSA and, you know, for the first time ever, you know, my driver's license, like, wasn't swiping for a second. You know, I was like, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I was like, I don't know what's happening with all these uh, codes. I don't know if I've reset something, but. Um, but no, it, you know, uh, I mentioned it, there's, there's some parts, certainly again, you know, you see your mayor nameplate in your, and you're, uh, you know, in, in the office and you're, you know, having some of these, you know, quick moments of like, wow, this is cool. I've really, you know, worked hard. My team's really worked hard for this opportunity and, you know, and kind of the, the totality of it all. But, but honestly, I, I'm really, the, uh, most of it, fortunately for all of this prep time and runway I've had. Uh, to to um, you know get acclimated to what's going on day to day wise it's been pretty good we've stayed real busy and and we, you know I, I joked I had meetings scheduled you know this week that I probably had on the schedule for three or four weeks just because we wanted to just hit the ground running and keep you know, make sure we pass the baton correctly so um, and and I feel like we're in really good shape in that front no I, I and again I, I would I definitely want to give good credit to uh, Grover for you know facilitating that and making that be because you want that to be the case right you don't want it to be like all right, first time behind the wheel. Here you go, drive. You, you know, you you go out with your with the parent, you know, and you practice and you practice, you practice. It takes, you know, you get acclimated, but so that the first time you're driving on your own, it's not really that scary. It's not really that surprising. It's a little different. It's always going to be, but you know, it's not really that weird. Um, one of the things that I wanted to mention to you, just because I've been watching them, the transition team has had its final like their penultimate meeting, and it's going to have the final meeting where they actually verbalize all of the recommendations. But I have I have a couple of suggestions about the transition team for next time, and I will forget to tell you if I don't tell you. My first one is okay, uh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of the transition team concept. I don't think you should have them in the sunshine next time, and I'll tell you why, okay? Uh, I want them to be public, and I want, you know, I, you can play like you're in the sunshine but precisely because you've got two people in each subject matter area, it winds up being unnecessarily difficult to facilitate the process of the transition team of them not being able to talk to each other outside of the organized meetings when they're working on the same subject matter. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, absolutely. And remember, you know, I come from this unique perspective of, of being the lead staff on Quint's transition team right. for for Mayor Robinson four years ago, and we had one person in each. And right. We, we actually had intent on doing two, but because of because of the you know extra lift it was going to be, um, 
then we just went to one. But after that experience, I just wanted to ensure I was willing to take on the added inconvenience uh, just to ensure that we really did have a diverse set of opinions on and, and not just in right. race and gender uh, age, but in terms of just how you look at public safety, how you look at attainable housing. And so uh, you're right. I and mean, ultimately, it comes down to this. That, that was my initial intent. Uh, I mentioned right after the election in August that to say, hey, you know, we could move a little bit faster and all that. It's not in any way, you know, I, I, I use the sunshine for my job as a journalist for years. Um, so I, in no way being evasive from it. But the issue, it really comes down to this. Is there, there, it's kind of it, it's very black and white, you know, whether you are or not in the sunshine. And, and the truth of the matter is the spirit of the sunshine law is truly, I mean, we have to act the same way city council acts. And, and I think if you were to interpret it, you know, if there were to be some more nuance to it, that there would be some other classification for a, something like a transition team that's right. just making public recommendations to the mayor. Maybe that, you know, that the final meeting, of course, is public record and that's the only time you ever take a vote. So if we were to, you know, if you were to get very granular about what, you know, which kinds of boards, what kinds of meetings were in the sunshine, perhaps us being in the exact same boat as a city council. Uh, you know, probably wouldn't make sense, but we err on the side of caution when certainly, you know, we didn't want to give off any optics that we were, again, avoiding, uh, you know, transparency, because that's certainly not, you know, the way we right. all started, and, and look, how I'm wired. So, I, I, know, uh, I know most people are not going to think to criticize you for being in the sunshine. Uh, I'm just saying, you know, look, within the executive office, none of those people who are really your advisors is kind of their capacity. They don't have to be in the sunshine, and I think it created problems for the team this time around that I would have sure. preferred to just see not happen. You know, I love the public meetings and all, and I think you should still have those. Just don't call it sunshine so you can not have those particular That'd be my recommendation if you get reelected or even if you don't, you have to do this for somebody else. Recommend to them. The other thing about the transition team is, and I don't know if you've thought about this already. Don't wait till four years. I would recommend maybe, I don't know, a light version every year. Because what will happen otherwise is, you know, this stuff is really front of mind right now, but the day-to-day and the emergencies and the catastrophes are going to take over at some point. And I don't want you to get through four years and say, oh, crap, that, I forgot. If you did it every year, of to some degree every year, then there'd be a way to make sure you're still trying to hit that bullseye. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and what I think our version of that is, and, and one of the, the, I think a little opportunity for improvement for us operationally is to have a strategic plan. I, I talk about that a lot during the campaign is, yeah. you know, the, the famous line from Ed McMahon of the Urban Land Institute is when you have no plan, everything fits it. And so, uh, you know, that, then that, that causes ambiguity about which direction we want to go in all of these departments. And so I think, you know, side saddled with having a good transition uh, report, transition team is, okay, let's allow that report that this robust, you know, months and months and 29 folks spending a lot of hours, you know, let, how do we now implement that into our day-to-day, month-to-month, year-to-year plan? And I think with both of those, that could alleviate, but I agree on premise with you. I mean, is that, you know, what, what we don't want is here are these 100 ideas or you know, right. almost 100 ideas. And, and then we get to year three and say, okay, well now let's start, let's see how we're doing. Um, and, and one more point on that, you know, I, I've set the expectation and I'll say it again, our final meeting is December 19th at 8 a.m. 
But I've set the expectation is what I wanted is some of the smartest, most insightful experts in our community to give us the best ideas in these focus areas. And you got that, I think. I definitely think you got that. Go ahead. Do all of them. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, we, we, we are not going to do all of them. Uh, you know, we're not going to do one through 81 or we're not making that uh, uh, claim that that's how we're going to do it. But we want the best ideas there are. And then we will get in as a group and prioritize and strategic plan around uh, some of that feedback that we got. Very good. And by the way, one just one last quick thing I wanted to tell you on the, the whole issue of sunshine. If you do decide to do it outside of the sunshine next time, uh, however, uh, if anybody gives you trouble over that, you tell them to call me. I'll defend you for that decision. <laughs> very very publicly because i'm the one who made it so you know i will defend it hey um last thing and i just want to i just want to give you a chance to address this i'm i'm so tempted i want to get your reaction to like the red light camera recommendation and the rescue vehicles for pensacola fire but honestly i want to wait until those uh, i don't care screw it um what's what is your thought on it's it's not in the official report but i know you got to been thinking about this already what is your thought about um, the rescue vehicle reacquisition for PFD and uh, also the red light cameras that Tommy Leiter is recommending? Yeah, uh, you know, on the red light cameras, here's the reality. You know, people people think about that, obviously. You know, uh, my challenge across the building and everyone will tell you in every department you met with is you say, what does the customer see? That's what I ask. You know, what does the taxpayer see? I love that when perspective. When they come to the airport, when they, when they come to City Hall. Uh, I mean, the little things. Do we have old you know, bulletins that are out that from three months ago that don't make any sense. Those, just the little things that say, hey, we take pride in where our employees work and we take pride in where our you know citizens come interact with their city. So uh, certainly understandable off the cuff when you think about red light cameras and say, well, you know, is that a, now you know, creating a nuisance? That being said, you know, there, there would be a lot of thought that would go into a process like that. For example, you know, I've, I've already seen the data of what our worst inter- intersections are for wrecks. If you take the three worst intersections in the city of Pensacola for wrecks, on average, that's one every three days. Uh, if you just take the three, and um, and that's over about a five-year period. So if you think about not just the 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 hindrance to public safety, you know, keeping our people safe who live here, but all of the staff time, all of the the fire, all of the police. That you know, it, there is there is no other uh, situation that our first responders deal with that has more effect on injury and death than, than car accidents. So, you know, it, it, it truly it's yes, I can see how it might be frustrating to folks that if, if those are put in and, you know, it's annoying to get a ticket. But, you know, if we don't if we don't blatantly break the law in, at these intersections that are very difficult to enforce at, uh, then then you don't have a problem, number one. But number two is, you know, this, this is about keeping us safe. I mean, this is about keeping our children safe. I mean, you know, this, those are things that ruin lives. And um, and if we have the ability to do that, uh, you know, I think that that's something we should definitely take on. Okay. Now, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm with you. I, you know, uh, nobody likes it, but everybody likes the result. Everybody knows that you're safer driving through Gulf Breeze, even though you hate it. But there it is, you know, and and it's a very easy ticket to avoid. Just don't run a red light. <laughs> it's a very simple thing to do is just don't run the red light and you'll be fine. All right. Uh, well, DC, I know you're getting ready to get on a plane. Thanks for calling us from the airport um, and doing your undercover work there to figure out <laughs> everything that's going on. Uh, as of the moment, you can confirm, I hope, that the escalators and the elevators are working. I talked to Matt Coughlin yesterday. He said yesterday working, still today working. 
they they are working. And next week I'll call you. I'll be uh, swimming with a headset out, outside of the port. So we'll, <laughs> we'll, do, we'll just keep going all the way around. So when enterprise. we make our joke like, hey, this call sounds like it's originating from a chamber underwater, it will be. That'll be perfect. DC. Well, it might be. Yeah, I might. I, yeah. <laughs> hey, have a great flight today. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks so much for the time. All right. Thanks, guys.